Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine, the show that helps you learn how to survive the stuff that can kill you. Like a hailstorm or a rattlesnake bite or a lightning strike. And the stuff that just makes you wish you were dead. Like saying the wrong name during sex or laughing at a funeral or reliving your teen years. Oh boy. That's given me discomfort. Let's just play the song. Let's play the song. Ground is shaking under our feet. Mountains on fire, flooding in the street. Can't breathe the air, can't fight the feeling. Goblin down, Xanax ain't the way to be dealing. Gotta do better than just getting high. We gotta stick together if we're gonna survive. Welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. I'm Danielle. I'm Christine. Christine, how are you today? I'm good. Why so questioning? It's the. It feels like we're going to have to start doing a How to Survive under living a, under a fascist uh, dictatorship. Yeah, I yeah. mean, if that's the way the show goes, that's <laughs> the way the show goes. We'll do it. They're not. They can't take away our podcasts. Can right? they? Can they rip our podcasts from our? I don't know. Dead, cold, dead hands. I think we're safe for now, but if that's what we have to do, we'll do we're it. We're recording this a little ahead of t- uh, a little ahead of time, but basically yesterday we found out about Roe, Roe v. Wade. Wade being leaked that it's going to be overturned. So it's um, primaries are shitty. in Ohio, and a lot of states are primaries today. And I'm from Ohio. Oh, it's today. I'm in Ohio. I'm in Ohio. I'm in Ohio right now. You're in Ohio state of mind. I'm in Ohio state of mind. They're going to probably elect J.D. Vance, who I personally do not like a lot. Yeah. Um, he wrote a book that makes me very angry. And Oh, is he the one who wrote the Hillbilly Hillbilly L- Jay. Yeah. Oh, that's who J.D. Vance yes. is. I'm such a ding dong. He tricked people to, yes. to, into thinking that he was on the side of poor people because he's right. the first person in his family to go to college right. and working class. And I, I know better. Yeah. I'm one of those. Yeah. And I read through all of his bullshit. He's he's an elitist so fuck. you could tell even when you were reading the book that he was in the latest fuck? Yes. Okay, because I've not read the book. I, I did read an article about him, oh, I and I did not put together... Anyway, I'm a dum-dum. But anyway, no, you're um, not. so while you were reading it, you were like, this guy's... Oh, it made me so angry. I wrote it, I, I read it for grad school, Uh-huh. and I, I wrote a whole long angry paper about it. Good. Um, And now I'm very angry that he's... He's running for state senate or yeah, yeah, state he's, senate? He's going to... Wait. No, it, he's running for Senate. Look it up, please, Garen. I'm so sorry that I should know this, but he's going to, I'm sure he's going to get elected. He's probably running for U.S. Senate. He is a Republican candidate for U.S. Senate yeah. in Ohio. Thank you. And today's the primary. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, it's already, by the time you hear this, it's too late. He's probably won. Unless I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Well, well no, I don't mean to sound like a, I, I mean, I'm not a political uh, junkie and I'm not uh, as informed as some but I do have to say that when everyone was like, I don't understand, how can these Christians vote for Trump when they know he's so unchristian and horrible? And 
I'm like, they didn't believe he was a good person. They just knew it was going to lead to this moment. That's they, what yes, it was always all about. It's the, the, their agenda is more important. Right. And he was smart enough to tap into. He's not anti-abortion. No, he's paid but he for was so, so smart. To, don't you think? Or at least gone Dutch. Yes. Oh, yeah, because yeah, he's. He's kind of. He I mean, he's like so kind of, cheap. He's cheap. He probably yeah. brought the woman to the clinic. He had somebody and then, take them. Yeah, yeah. He had driver. someone bring, and then he was like, "Just tell them to send me the bill," and then never paid it. Exactly. He's he's defaulted on many abortions. so many abortions. Yeah, it never stops being terrible. Yeah, should that be the name of our podcast? Yes, it never, never stops, stops being, being terrible, terrible. <laughs> with Danielle and Christine. <laughs> I'll tell you something funny that happened yesterday. Well, I don't know if it's funny, but I think it's funny. Let's hear it. Um, <laughs> Jimmy came up and he was like, so what'd you do today? And I was like, oh, I did this and I did that. And I I spent a half an hour um, looking up laser surgery for, um, and then I couldn't remember what I wanted. To, I couldn't remember the words I wanted to say. Yeah. I was like, for, uh, and he goes, facelifts. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I go, okay, you just don't, you just need to stop guessing. Just please don't give me a whole list of things you're going to guess because that won't be good. It was stretch marks. The answer is stretch marks. Jeez, Jimmy, don't fill in the blank. No, no. Oh, boy. And I don't know the answer, by the way. I mean, all the surgical centers seem to think it works. <laughs> but there seems to be little proof that it actually works. I don't know. But you never figured out what it was you wanted to look up laser No, stretch marks. For? Oh, stretch marks. Stretch marks. That's what I was, I. Yeah. I already forgot. You are already filling in what would Danielle need to have done. No, I don't. I wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> I know. I'm perfect. You're perfect as is. Should we talk about? Let's dovetail. What we're going to do today. Yes. Because it is exciting. Okay. Are you guys ready to learn how to survive being struck by lightning? <gasps> yes. Man. I learned some stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm excited now. We're going to start with the National Weather Service lightning myths. Okay. Because some of these, I want to know if you know them. Okay. Danielle. Yes. Garen. Yes. Is it true that lightning never strikes the same place twice? No. Yes. Oh, uh, no. Lightning will follow the path of least resistance and has been known to strike many of the world's tallest buildings multiple times each year. Interesting. I mean, why Why would it, I mean, how could there even be a logical explanation as to why it wouldn't happen to strike? I mean, or maybe just the chances of it striking twice are very small, but. Yes. Yeah. I think okay. that's just that's one of those proposal. sayings that came not right. from weather, but probably right. from like a screenwriter or. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know, like, lightning never strikes twice. In yeah. The same place. Okay. I'd let, let's let's see if we can find the uh, origins of that phrase. Okay. The uh, I like it. Seek shelter indoors, not under a tree. Should you seek shelter indoors, not and I would think that's true. That, Garen, what's your it, thought? That is true. Correct. Yeah. Being under a tree is the second leading cause of lightning casualties. Don't do it. Okay. Okay, I was like, why can't I see anything? And then I realized I didn't have my glasses uh -huh. on. Do the rubber tires on a car protect you from lightning? Yes. Yes. No. But rubber is a conductor. Listen to this. Or, is it, or the opposite of a conductor, whatever it is. The rubber tires on a car, bike, or other vehicle won't protect you from lightning. What will protect you is the outer metal shell of a hard-topped metal vehicle. Okay. Does thunder always follow lightning? Yes, I thought so. Now, if you're going to tell me that poltergeist lied to me, <laughs> I think it's yes. That's how you tell how far away it is. Yeah. Thunder will always occur after lightning, whether you hear it or not. Oh. Lightning mm. can strike 15 miles away from a thunderstorm. So you might not hear it, but it is, okay. it is absolutely going to follow okay. it. A lightning victim is electrified. If you touch them, you'll be electrocuted. Huh. That's a good one. Well, I'm thinking back to my Bugs Bunny days, of course, and what <laughs> where, happens where we when get all he's information. yeah when he's electrified. Would you no, Garen? I agree. No, you are correct. Okay. The human body does not store electricity. Please call nine one one and provide first aid, <laughs> CPR, and life saving services. The human body does not. So you can't just stick a light bulb in uh, what's his face's mouth from um, the Adams family, and he'll. Fester? No, no, sadly not. Can't conduct. Okay. Um, can lightning produce wildfires? Yes, of course it can. 
I, well, yeah, we learned that from that Angelina Jolie movie. <laughs> what movie's that? Uh, with, uh, what is it called? They Wish You Were Dead or something like that? Oh, was, Among uh, the Dead? Something like what? that. Living she in the Dead? Like a, oh, God, uh, I watched that on a plane and it was ridiculous. awful. And there's so many things. She's like a fire watcher and there's actually a scene where she's running through a field and there's lightning strikes. And there, she's everywhere. jumping on the ground and the little oh, boy. So, so stupid. I don't understand. <laughs> did we talk about this on the yes, podcast already? I think we did. We're going to get into how to survive a lightning strike now that we've gone through these myths. Okay. Lightning strikes the earth 45 times every single second. What? That's 1.4 billion flashes a year. According what? to I, it's a lot. Oh my gosh. According to the don't go outside. According okay. <laughs> done. Ever. According to the NOAA, the United States averages 51 lightning strikes, lightning strike fatalities every year. Okay, 51 a year just in the US. Yes. Okay. Second only to flooding for deadly weather. Wow. Ten times that amount are struck but survive. Okay. The odds of becoming a lightning victim in the U.S. any given year is one in 700,000, and the odds of being struck in your lifetime is one in 3,000. What? Yeah. The odds of being struck in your lifetime is just one in 3,000? Correct. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, that seems very high odds. It does seem high. The riskiest activities are fishing, Boating, golfing, camping, and golf. Yes. So I know that from Caddyshack. There you go. So you learn a lot from Caddyshack. So fishing, okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Golfing, camping, and what was the other one? Kayaking or something? Fishing. Boating? Boating. Boating, okay. Yes. But even even decades after being hit by lightning, survivors can continue to experience devastating long-term effects. Like, do they get... like Radio Tokyo in their mouth or something? Yeah, they do. They get radio stations in their fillings. That's one know. of the side effects. I'll get to that. Because a lightning strike <laughs> zone can carry thousands of volts of electricity per square foot, severe nerve damage is common among survivors mm. who often report cognitive problems like memory loss and ability to concentrate and personality changes. Oh, wow. Their friends don't come around anymore. Oh, oh. They don't understand jokes. Oh. They're socially inappropriate. I think a lot of the United States has been struck by lightning. <laughs> I, I agree. All of these filters are kind of gone, Cooper said. This is, uh, Cooper is a, why doesn't it tell me who Cooper is? It's not my fault. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Russ Chapman was walking across a parking lot in 1999 in Littleton, Colorado, when lightning struck nearby, knocking him to the pavement. Since then, Chapman has been fired from jobs because he forgot to go to work. He often fails to eat, and he suffers oh from health god. problems, including severe headaches, sleep problems, and epilepsy. Oh my god! Maybe I was struck. By Maybe lightning. you were struck as you know, a baby. My mom probably just didn't tell me. Yes, that's probably what happened. She just forgot to mention it. She did. I know. Do, f- does, does the audience know about your epilepsy? I feel like we've talked about it. Okay. In a, well, we've mentioned it in an, in an episode. in an elliptical way in a earlier yes okay. in an episode, but I don't think I've been struck by lightning but yeah maybe when i was a baby it seems that a lot of people who've been struck by lightning are you taking your pulse i don't know why i have my hand okay there. she has her hand I, it looked like this whole time she was it seems like multitasking i, I thought it was taking, elegant maybe it was elegant so i just kind of went with it i liked it plus you're wearing a scarf today so the whole thing works i'm trying to it's very french you're very très français thank you i'm going to tell you how to survive a lightning strike okay okay well first is to avoid a lightning strike altogether Go indoors. Remember the phrase, when thunder roars, go indoors. When thunder roars, go indoors. That's a Springsteen song, right? I think it is. You sound so much like I him. know. I've always thought that about you. Thank you. <laughs> God, do you know what album I love right now? What? The new Father John Misty. Do you know Father John Misty? No. Nope. Oh my God, you got to listen to his new album. Okay. I mean, listen to all his music, but like okay. his new album, Danielle, it's like... He watched a bunch of old movies. Oh yeah, from the forties, and was like, "I gotta make a. I a, I've been listening to Gershwin. I gotta make some new music." Oh okay, because he's like Father. indie folk. He's a very like, he's like John Denver. If you really wanted to have sex with John Denver, I can't imagine. <laughs> I mean, that just. I, I think the chances are more likely that I get struck by lightning than that I'd have a desire to have sex with John Denver, All dead right. or alive. So listen to the new John Father John Misty. Is he a priest? He's not. He, he just goes his by His real father. name is Josh Tillman, but he grew up in, I think, an extremely religious family, like no TV okay. and just learned how to play every musical instrument. Wow. And then 
as sort of this, uh, what's a person who can play all the instruments called? Uh, polymath? No, poly, I don't know. Amorous? Polyamorous. He's polyamorous. <laughs> he has sex with all his instruments. I could see that. Yeah. He seems like a guy that you'd see in Beach Beachwood Canyon, just like yeah. barefoot. Oh, uh, yeah. In all denim. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And like, but with a really expensive coffee and a girl in a prairie dress, but she's pulling it off. God damn it. I heard prairie dresses are coming back again. Can oh, we just retire yes. the fucking prairie dress? No, I think they're here. They're here to stay. Yeah. It's very Every three years. Manson girl chic. It is. <laughs> okay. So we're all going to listen to the new Father John Misty album and we're going <laughs> to not get struck by lightning. Okay. Okay. The Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, recommends people follow the 30-30 rule. If after seeing lightning, you can't count to 30 before hearing thunder Get inside a building immediately because the lightning storm is close. Okay, so wait, I know this is what you were talking about about poltergeist. So wait, if you if you he, see lightning first, mm-hmm. that, and then count to thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. If you can't count to thirty, okay. So if it comes before thirty seconds, then the lightning is very close. Correct. Okay. Sheds, dugouts, bus shelters, and other structures don't offer real protection and may actually be targets for a lightning strike. Oh, boy. Instead, find a substantial building with wiring and plumbing that will direct an electrical charge away from occupants. Wait, so you want to be in a place with electricity because... They're they're grounded. Oh, because the building itself is grounded because it has all those things. Got it. It's not that the electricity helps you and so... Okay, got it. I'm going to tell you some ways to stay safe inside, Okay. I'm just I'm just yeah stuck on the fact that I will never understand basic science tenets. Like I never I didn't understand them as a child and I don't understand them now. I don't get the thunder lightning thing. I mean I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take it for granted that if it comes thirty seconds, that it's getting close. I think that's smart. I, I I I want to understand it and I don't understand it. I don't understand it either. I've accepted that about myself. Yeah yeah yeah. I'm, I mostly have, but obviously not fully. There's a lot of things about this planet that I don't understand. <laughs> right. And that I'm just I'm resigned. I think that's smart because it it upsets me too much yeah. that I my brain can't right. seem to work it out. Right. Avoid water. Yes. Do not bathe, shower, wash, dish- wash dishes, or have any other contact with water during a thunderstorm because Get lightning... Get out of the pool. Exactly. It can travel through a building's plumbing. <gasps> Don't take a bath. What? Don't take a bath. It can travel through... Okay. Okay. Avoid electronic equipment. Okay. Do not use your computer, laptop, game system, washer, dryer, stove, or anything connected to an electrical outlet. Lightning can travel through electrical systems, radio and television reception systems, and any metal wires or bars and concrete walls or flooring. Equip your home with whole house surge protectors to protect your appliances. Okay. Avoid, this is, seems kind of ridiculous, but I'll read it anyway. Avoid corded phones. <laughs> <laughs> don't get in your, first of all, don't get in your uh, time uh machine what is it called time machine yeah don't get in your time machine because it's probably electric yes but if you were don't go back to a place where they had corded phones correct (laughs) they're not safe do not use them but you can use a cordless phone oh gotcha or a cellular phone okay this is i promise it's from the cdc modern updated web okay by the way i didn't go back to 1989 i mean there might be some people who still have some princess line phone in their my mom house. still has her phone, but it doesn't have a cord. Like it's actually right. It's on the wall. Yeah, but it's cordless. But it's cordless. Yeah, I, yeah. Avoid windows, doors, porches, and concrete. Do not lie on concrete floors during a thunderstorm. What? Why? Also, avoid leaning on concrete walls. Lightning can travel through any metal wires or bars in concrete walls. Oh, flooring. there's rebar in the... Okay. Re- See, you knew the word rebar? I'm very impressed with you. myself, I have to say. I'm going to give myself a pass on the lightning thunder yes. thing because I know what rebar is. Exactly. You, you are being way too hard on yourself. I agree. Good. It's safer to be in a vehicle than outdoors, provided it's a hardtop vehicle with the windows rolled up and not a convertible. Okay. So everybody with their convertibles... <sighs> Yeah, don't get in your Jeep. Yeah. Barbie and Ken. (laughs) (laughs) The metal frame of a vehicle will provide some protection, as long as passengers aren't touching any metal parts. 
Okay. So keep, just keep your hands on your lap. So the metal in a car will provide protection, but the metal in... Oh, I see. Because if you're on the floor or against a wall, you're touching it. Okay, got it. Remember that rubber tires and rubber, rubber-soled shoes provide virtually no protection from lightning. Huh. That's okay. a myth. In fact, many victims of lightning strikes are farmers in open fields riding tractors with rubber tires. Okay. So that's... That's a myth. What if you were wearing those like 90s creepers? Is that what they're called? Oh, I don't know what those are. Is that what they're called? The shoes that were like, they look like a, um, they look like a man's shoe or like a penny loafer, but they're Big, high. tall boot. Like, yeah, like, like it got a lot of rubber on the oh, sole. I had those. Oh, you did? But I I didn't get struck by lightning to know if they were. Oh, shoot. Okay. Oh, dang it. Um, yeah, I would say no. I would say yeah, no. Yeah, not even that. And maybe enough. don't wear those because they're not in style. Oh, my God. I don't they come think. back every once in a while. They're yeah. just ugly. I agree. If you're caught outdoors in a forest during a lightning storm, yeah. seek shelter in a low area under a dense growth of small trees. Okay. Avoid tall trees. Right, because they're more likely to get hit. Lightning likes the tallest object in an area. Okay. If you're in an open area, go to a low area, like I've just said. If you're in a boat in open water, get to land as quickly as possible. Okay. If you feel your hair stand on end, that means lightning is about to strike. Right. As a last resort, immediately squat down on the balls of your feet, cover your ears with your hands mm-hmm. to minimize hearing loss, and put your head between your knees. Do not lie flat on the ground. It's best to minimize your contact with the ground since an electrical charge will travel across the ground. Okay. When you're on the ground, touch the heels of your feet together. If electricity from a ground strike enters your feet, this increases the chance of the electricity going in one foot and out the other rather than into the rest of your body. Oh, wow. I thought that was interesting. Okay. Like a little... little tip there so like there's no place like home but don't go in and out just stay separate if you're in a group during a thunderstorm separate from each other this will reduce the number of injuries if lightning strikes the ground oh because all together it'll travel through you and you want to make sure you just want one of you to get hit i see i was thinking because it it hits the tallest thing that i would just be safe in a group you would be because it's unlikely that you're going to be the tallest right huh Okay, but they're saying separate. Okay. Just don't you don't you ever go out with a group of small children. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Yeah. Don't be like a Darn girl it, scout. There goes my summer plans. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If your party is struck by lightning, do a head count. Ask everybody to call back to you that they are okay. If somebody does not respond, go to their location. If there are multiple casualties, prioritize prioritize care. People not breathing would be the highest priority. Oh, boy. Right? Yeah. Injured persons do not carry an electrical charge like we've already established at the beginning. Apply first aid procedures if qualified to do so. Call 911 or send for help immediately. Know your emergency telephone numbers. I mean, yes, 911. That's the only one I've got memorized. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What's the other one? Mm, 411? I don't know. Information? Movie maybe, phone? Zero? Maybe calling other people? I don't know. Movie phone? <laughs> <laughs> Do they still have movie phone? I don't know. Welcome to movie phone. <laughs> for, so what we're talking about, before the internet, when you wanted to find out the time of a movie and you didn't want to look up in the newspaper, you would call this thing called movie phone. Yes. And the guy, I guess you would put in your zip code, right? Yeah. And then it would say, if your movie starts... With the letter A, press one or something like that. And then it would narrow it down and give you, and then you'd write down all the information. <laughs> that is such a good, oh, yeah. Those were the days. It took forever, but it was, yes. but it was, it worked. It was a big deal when it came out. Yes. That's why it says press zero if you're struck by lightning. Weird. What? Oh, forget it. <laughs> that out. What, what says press zero if you call the phone? Oh, God, lighting. I'm sorry. No, that was my bad for not getting it. No. It. <laughs> Here's just some general first aid. If you're with a person who gets struck by lightning, it's all going to be pretty basic. Call 911. Yeah. Obviously, because people struck by, ni- people struck by lightning may suffer cardiac arrest. Mm. Help the person when it is safe. If you're at risk from ongoing lightning, wait until danger has passed or move to a safer place if possible. Begin CPR. Again, it is safe to touch the person. (laughs) The body does not retain an electrical charge. Are there tons of people running around going, ooh, don't touch that guy? I mean, I think it is a pretty strong... 
is a commonly Belief? held myth. Is yes. it really? I, I didn't realize that. I okay, so. I guess that makes sense. It, uh, if the person does not have a pulse and does not appear to be breathing, normally use an automated external defibrillator if it's on hand. I don't know if those those are probably not widely available in the forest, but maybe you're at a mall. But you know what is widely available in the forest? A second lightning strike. <laughs> <laughs> Go to another place. Wait for the lightning to hit. Boom. Boom. Heart is going the again. Heart is back to normal. Start CPR. Do not remove burned clothes unless necessary. Oh. Treat for shock if necessary. Lay the victim down with head slightly lower than torso and legs. Oh. Okay. And then the emergency medical team will assess when they arrive. Yeah. Then once they get to the hospital, they're going to be examined for internal or neurological injuries and burns. Right. So you've done your due diligence. Here's a few facts and figures, okay? Florida of course, experiences yeah. more lightning strikes, deaths, and injuries than any other state. Uh, they recorded an average of 1.4 million lightning strike flashes per year in Florida. Oh, my God. Uh, New England region typically receives relatively few lightning strikes, and California, despite its size, receives just 85,000 lightning strikes in an average year, Okay, largely due to its mild coastal weather. Okay. So that's one thing we've got going yeah. for us. Um, aside from the fact that we'll all probably still be able to get an abortion. Yeah. Um, so, yay, California. So you were going to tell us why lightning is good. Right. I didn't know this. The Earth depends on lightning strikes to, uh, to maintain its electrical balance. Whoa. The National Severe Storm Laboratory explains. Lightning helps the Earth maintain electrical balance. The Earth is recharged by thunderstorms. The Earth's surface and the atmosphere conduct electricity easily. The Earth is charged negatively and the atmosphere positively. There's always a steady current of electrons flowing upward from the Earth's, from the entire surface of the Earth. Uh -huh. Thunderstorms help transfer the negative charges back to Earth. Lightning is generally negatively charged. Without thunderstorms and lightning, the Earth's atmosphere electrical balance would disappear in five minutes. Lightning also makes ozone-producing chemicals. Oh, wow. Are you ready to hear about Roy Sullivan? Do you know about, do you guys know already no, about I Roy don't. Sullivan? No, I don't. I may, I, but I don't, I don't he off the top of my head. Has survived, he survived the most lightning strikes of uh -huh. any person in history. Okay. So you may have heard about him. I'm going to tell you everything. Great. He was born in Greene County, Virginia on February 7th, 1912. Okay. He grew up in the Blue Ridge Mountains and was one of 11 children. He began working as a park ranger at Shenandoah National Park in 1936. I'm gonna go through the strikes. Are you ready for yeah. first strike? In April 1942, Sullivan took shelter in a newly constructed fire lookout tower. This was during a storm. At the time of the incident, the tower had no lightning rod and the building was struck eight times. Inside the tower, fire was jumping all over the place. <gasps> Sullivan fled the building and was struck within a few feet of scampering out the door. Scampering like a little squirrel. Can I interrupt for one yes. second? The lightning rod you put so that it attracts the lightning, but that it it, it grounds it. It I grounds think. it. Yeah. So you want a lightning rod for yes. the lightning to attract it, but it doesn't go into where you are. If if not, it would just go in and burn. It just which it jumps did. around. Okay, got yes. it. Got it. Lightning burned a half inch stripe down Sullivan's <gasps> right leg and demolished uh, uh, the nail of his big toe. Whoa. Blood spurted from his foot, whoa. draining through a hole ripped in his boot sole. Oh my God. Strike one, only six <gasps> more to go. Oh my God. After his harrowing experience at Miller's Head Fire Tower, Roy Sullivan enjoyed 27 years of uneventful skies. Okay. That streak ended in July 1969 near Milepost 97 on Skyline Drive. It was rainy but sticky hot. He was driving in the southbound lane, negotiating tight S curves when lightning blasted two trees on that side of the road, then deflected into the northbound lane and took out a third. In between, the bolt passed through the open windows of Sullivan's truck. His wristwatch got cooked. His eyebrows fried. Oh, my God. Any hair not protected by his hat was burned off. Sullivan lost consciousness, and the truck rolled to the lip of a deep ditch. Wow. The, and he didn't go, obviously, he didn't fall into the ditch? No. Wow. Third strike. Okay. In July 1970, it's just a year later, <laughs> Sullivan was out in his front yard. <laughs> oh, this poor guy. When lightning struck a nearby transformer. 
It jumped from the transformer, striking Sullivan's left shoulder, searing it like a lump of steak. Oh, gross. <laughs> this is... Ugh, like a brand. Fourth strike. Okay. A gentle rain fell on April 16th, <laughs> Dude, 1972. this guy's got to go move to a desert or something. This is two years later. All right. They call him the Spark Ranger, was in a small guardhouse atop Lofta Mountain, registering carloads of visitors who are arriving. <laughs> he keeps taking these jobs where he's well, like he's a park ranger okay. at the campground. Not so much as a coup of thunder riffled the air. Then, kaboom, lightning annihilated a fuse box inside the guardhouse. The fire was bouncing around inside the station, and when my ears stopped ringing, I heard something sizzling. Sullivan told a Washington Post reporter who contacted him a week later. It was my hair on fire. Sullivan stuck his head in the sink, but it wouldn't fit under the spigot. He used wet paper towels to extinguish okay. to extinguish the hair fire and drove to Waynesboro Community Hospital. Drove himself. Fifth strike. On August 7th, 1973, Sullivan was patrolling the park when he spotted a storm cloud. He drove away in the opposite direction like a bat out of hell. When he was satisfied that he was at a safe distance, he hopped outside the truck and was struck by a bolt of lightning. The lightning moved down his left arm and left leg, knocking off his shoe. It crossed over to his right leg just beneath a knee. Sullivan crawled back into his truck to retrieve a can of water to douse over his hair, which was on fire. <laughs> Sixth strike. On June 5th, oh, 1976, God. Sullivan was strolling along outside when he tripped, injuring his ankle. He noticed storm clouds <laughs> rose to his feet and attempted to flee the area. He was struck again, resulting in his hair catching fire. Wait, what? I swear. Again? Yeah. His hair grows back every time? I guess so. Okay. He's got a thick head of hair. Oh, my God. Seventh strike. On June 25th, 1977, <laughs> Sullivan was fishing from a local pond one morning when he was struck a seventh time. The lightning hit the top of his head, setting his hair on fire. Oh, come on! The light... Wait, 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 wait. The lightning traveled down, burning his chest and stomach. Sullivan fled to the sanctuary of his car. When he reached the car, oh no, a hungry bear appeared. <laughs> I swear, strolled over to his fishing line to steal his trout. <laughs> Sullivan had to jump out of his car to scare the bear away, with his singed hair still smoldering on his head. <laughs> All seven lightning strikes were documented by Shenandoah National Park Superintendent R. Taylor Hoskins. Sullivan also claimed he was struck by lightning as a child while helping his father cut wheat. What? Okay. The lightning strike the sky. The lightning struck the sky without causing injury. Nobody else was present when it occurred, so it oh. couldn't be verified. Well, wait a second. I'm not done yet. Despite a Guinness World Record and minor fame, Sullivan suffered socially as a result of the Aww. lightning strikes. People were petrified of being anywhere near him <laughs> out of fear of being struck themselves. At one stage, his wife was out hanging clothes in their backyard, and when Sullivan <laughs> popped out to give her a hand, she was struck by lightning. No. Oh no. No. <laughs> no. Did it dry the laundry, at least? Uh, they didn't. They didn't say. Weird. He probably made the Guinness Book and then had like two more lightning he strikes. He made it at four, right? And then kept getting hit. He was so like, the answer to the question: Can lightning strike in the same place twice? Yes, if that place is this guy's head. Is Roy? Wow. Well, you struck lightning with that. How to survive? That was amazing. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Poor Roy Sullivan. Shout out to Roy Sullivan. <laughs> May you rest in peace. Yes. And we'll be right back after this. A new year is a new chance to focus on you. You're probably already picturing yourself struggling at the gym, but not all self-help has to mean suffering. Squeeze.com is making it easier than ever to elevate your wellness by delivering a juice cleanse right to your doorstep. It's the easiest juice cleanse you'll ever do that may aid in weight loss, eliminating bloating, clearing your skin, boosting your energy levels, improving sleep, and breaking bad eating habits. Meet all your health goals from the comfort of your home. 
Get free same-day local delivery or fast free delivery nationwide with code WONDERY today at squeezed.com. Welcome back to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. Christine, how was your break? It was soothing. Soothing. Regenerating. Okay. I'm fulfilled. Did you have some spa water or something? Oh, I just did a few lines. Oh. You know, little light drugs. Yes. You know how I like to get my drugs on. Yeah. And Allison, who's here today, our guest, Allison Rosen, you probably know her from Allison Rosen is your new best friend or her new podcast, Upworthy Weekly, a light take on the news. And it's on every Saturday. There's a new episode. If I'm getting this wrong, she can interrupt me. No, you're getting it perfectly right. Childish with Greg Fitzsimmons. Is that about um, kids? It is. We call it our parenting-ish podcast. Love it. Because we only talk about parenting sometimes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Maybe like a little bit in every show when we talk about, we talk about all sorts of stuff. We talk about butt stuff. We talk about sex. We talk about drugs. We talk about our lives. Most of we talk about our lives. Yeah. It sounds like our lives involve a lot of butt stuff, which they really don't. <laughs> I didn't, would not have necessarily thought of that had you not mm-hmm. just mentioned it twice. Yeah. I don't know why we're like obsessed with butts <laughs> and Maybe, butt stuff. You mean things going in butts or coming out of butts? Both. 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 You know what? I think maybe after kids come, a lot of things are different with your butt. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not with men as much. But like with women, I think butt stuff is different. Did you give birth through your anus? (laughs) What do you mean? Oh, well. Stuff is different. Oh, you mean because you have hemorrhoids or something? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. It's weird because, I mean, my kids came out like the size of guinea pigs. Right. They were very small. But I think all that pushing, it's like. I just, my butt is different now. It is? I feel like, and I wanted to add, actually on the way I was thinking about how I want to bring this up, and then I was thinking <laughs> I don't even know if this is a safe space for Oh, this. it's a safe space oh, for, for everything. Sure. Um, I feel like since having kids, tampons basically like just fall out of me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have that? They're different now. Here's what happens to me that's different. I don't know. Because my kids are a little older and maybe things are different for you. But I know there's a new phenomenon that when women have kids now, they're like having PT for their pelvic floors. I was thinking and I was, way, like, I was like, maybe this is the sign that I need that. But I don't want to have to have another oh, place I have to go no, to do stuff. I'm already in PT Wait, for so many other things. Physical therapy for their yes, pelvic floors. Yes. So that like your uterus doesn't fly out or whatever. Just <laughs> walking down the street one day. But like if I, I jump. I an air tag on mine. So it always. Oh, <laughs> that's my Allison. I'm sorry your tampons are falling out of your Thank vagina. You. I don't but, know what to tell you. Maybe so well, my butt situation, things have not been normal since I've had kids either, but it's not like things falling out of my butt. It's the other problem. It's that I'm just crazy Things getting stuck in there. Oh. <laughs> I, can't, I can't find half the things I put up there. When I say I was listening to the Paul F. Tompkins episode, I cannot get over five Rami Malek-looking people in the world. <laughs> I, don't know what the girl, I don't know what the girl looks like. Right, because there's Rami Malek, his twin, this guy, our waiter, and, and then, then his and then two. his his triplets, but we don't he, we don't know if they look like him. I right. don't think they do look like him. Okay, yeah, his we don't know. Yeah. his fraternal twin boy girl who are twins. who are who are twins within the triplet. Right, but they might. Right, but they might. I have a real Rami crush Malik. on Rami Malek. He's pretty cute. I think he's really hot. No, <laughs> I know it's a very specific type. You yeah. don't think so? Not for me. Someone on on Twitter was like. How creepy was it when Rami Malek showed up or something um, on uh, it was the Oscars because he did a thing like okay. two camera where he was walking toward the camera and yeah. they were like, how scary was this? And I said something like scary or sexy. And everyone was like, no, scary, <laughs> not sexy, not sexy at all. How did you feel when Rachel Bilson, do you, do you know what I'm referring to, posted that photo of the two of them? from high school. No. And he asked her, asked her to take it down. No. Yeah, I don't this know happened, this. Rachel Bilson. I'm pretty sure it was Rachel Bilson. Some some brown-haired lady. Okay. Went to school with Rami Malek. And posted a photo of them from when they were in high school. And he looks like he had been in a boy band. And he's like maybe 30 pounds heavier. And it's a very silly looking photo. And he evidently asked her to take it down. Because Come it like fights his current image. Who cares? I know. That's, so I she, also he, like him, but I didn't appreciate I don't like that at all. So that's what no. I was going to ask. He should have just said it was his twin. Yes, <laughs> I know. <laughs> On the first half of the show, we talked about how to survive a lightning strike. And now, Allison is here 
and she is going to talk about how to survive when your past shocks you. Exactly. Mm. Okay, what's the story, Morning Glory? Okay, so... Let me just, I've got a couple disclaimers. I love disclaimers. She looks like she's pulling up to a bar. I was going to just tell an embarrassing story that I've told before on other podcasts, except I was not thrilled that it's a story that I've told before, and I was talking yeah. to my husband about it, and he's like, mm, you've told that before. And he's like, what about, and he mentioned this one. Oh, I'm he's so like, excited. That's really, that's a good one. I'm like, okay. So there's one disclaimer. It's not really a disclaimer, just sort of preamble. Okay. And then the second part is, I am, so it's a letter that I'm going to read. Okay. Uh, and I read this letter to my therapist, and she <laughs> thanked me. For <laughs> Breaking new ground. For trusting her <laughs> to be so vulnerable. Oh, my God. As to trust her and with this letter. So I was never popular at this school, but I always had a group of friends. And then like overnight in seventh grade, I became the outcast. Oh no. And it was very hard. I became the outcast from this group of, from my group of friends who were not the popular group. So it was like I was outcast from the from outcasts. The, from, right. <laughs> and you had known these kids since kindergarten. Yeah. But what I have discovered is that almost everyone I meet had some period of time where they became an outcast mm, at their school. Uh -huh. In my yes. memory, this was like a year long. It was really from like maybe late May until the school year was up. It really was kind of a short amount of time, but it left these scars on me. Oh, my gosh. So anyway, that's, that's not even. So anyway, this happened. Um, and this girl at the school was, I think, even like lower on the social rung than I was. Um, and, but anyway... So we graduated, I went to public high school, she went to a private school, um, I, and I guess we ex exchanged, this was back before email, um, we exchanged letters. So she and I have, ex you know, have, uh, we are Facebook friends, and we've exchanged Facebook messages, you know, like maybe three times in the many, many years since we were in school together. Okay. Uh, and I get a Facebook message from her out of the blue recently saying that she and her kids, she lives in Finland now. She was from Finland originally. Oh, okay. and I think she's back there. She and her kids were going through a box of stuff and they found some letters and she thought I might want to see this. Okay. I, and I, I'm looking and I'm seeing like images and it's this, like I'm seeing a lot of scribbling, you know, four pages of ballpoint pen scribbling. And I'm like, what is this? And, you know, I, you know, click into it and it's like a letter that I, I have no memory of writing her a letter. In my mind, we weren't that close. Right. So I don't know why. Why would I'm, you have written her a letter? Yes. Okay. But anyway, so I'm going to read you guys the letter. And you know it was after middle school graduation. Yes. So this was um, based on the date. This was October of my freshman year. Okay. Uh, and when you were, uh, Danielle, when you were on my podcast, we yes. talked about how we were both... Well, you were like a legit child actor, mm -hmm. and I was a wannabe. Okay, right. Uh, I had been, you know, a featured extra on Life Goes On. <clears throat> right, and I actually played two different parts on Life Goes yes. On. <laughs> yes. Didn't you have to ride a bike? They were told me I was going to have to ride a bike, and I was terrified because I really can't ride a bike. Mm -hmm. And then for whatever reason, by the grace of God, they cut it out. Right. And I was like, oh, thank you, God. And I had to dive into a pool. Right. Um, but anyway, so I... After the social trauma of eighth grade, I was like, my escape was uh, Hollywood, or like really wanting uh -huh. wanting to be oh no okay you know, famous yeah. okay um, and wanting to do all this work and I mean I was an extra I was like going on right. I was an extra in commercials and right. and TV shows and things like that and eventually I did start going on auditions mm -hmm. I did not ever book anything but um, and I was reading Teen I was just so into that world. But what I didn't realize was how much I was oh, no. exaggerating oh, no. how involved in that world I was. And also, and I know I should just read it and then, but I just, have to, okay. I just have to say, in my mind, I was, and maybe everyone is like this, but like in my mind, I was this like sweet, good, nice person and any 
social trouble I encountered along the way was like because I was in Orange County, California, which is just filled with assholes, which it is. Yes. I mean, no offense. I have a lot of good friends there. No offense to those people. But in general, it's like a pretty tough place to be. And so, you know, they didn't appreciate me, but it, it was through no fault of mine. Right, own. right. And so reading this letter, I'm like, oh, my God, I wouldn't want to be around <laughs> me either. Holy shit. Okay. Okay. Oh, man. Here we go. Okay. Dear Sam, thanks for sending me the card. It sounds like a lot of fun at your school. I'm glad you like it. I've never been in an electrical storm. Oh, that's weird. <gasps> that's so crazy. Whoa. Whoa. We did not know that part before we no. booked this episode. But wow. it sounds just nifty. Were you from the 50s? That's adorable. Uh, Corona Del Mar High School is great also. Actually, school is never great, but it's good. Um, So-and-so is still a bitch, but life goes on. So, have you chosen a guy yet? It sounds like you're a real heartbreaker. I've been going out with lots of different guys, but there's this one guy who I met on the set of The Outsiders that I like (laughs) Wait a second. Wait a second. I was Wait an a extra on that t- the TV oh, the, show. Oh, I was going to say, you're not old enough. I know. They like, made a TV show of yeah, The Outsiders? Uh, it, was a fo- it was on for like one or two seasons. Was there anyone one. recognizable on that show? Um, well, the guy that I yeah. am going to talk about is Stephen Dorff. He was a guest star. But yeah, yeah. it was um, Jay Ferguson was on it. Um, I know him. Patricia Arquette was a guest on that episode. Okay. Um, Kim Walker, who was, was from Heather's. Oh, uh, and she ended up dying of like a brain aneurysm oh or my brain God. cancer or something. Yeah, oh, which wow. I only found out after reading this letter and then looking it up. Okay. Um, who else was on it? Um, there were some, there were some other semi like known people, but not. I think Jay Ferguson is probably like the biggest. David Arquette. Oh yeah, David Arquette. Oh, uh, both Arquettes were on. Mm-hmm. Billy Bob Thornton. Oh my God. He, what he was on it? Yeah. Look at that. So, okay. You don't Just have to tell extra. me. You don't have to tell me yet. But did you actually talk to this guy who you're talking about? And this? Oh yes. So yeah. I mean, were you actually dating a lot of guys? No. Right. <laughs> no. Okay. I taught. Steve. So I was. I was an extra right. on this episode, and I had school on set. Yeah. Stephen Dorff was actually flirting with me. But okay. In my mind, I mean, I built it up to be so much more right. than it was for like two years or something because it was the most exciting thing that had of ever course. happened to me. Okay. Um, also, I had clear braces. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Uh, there's this one guy that I met on the set of The Outsiders that I like best. He's kind of famous. His name is Stephen Dorff. He's been on, oh, and here's the, this is pre-IMDB <laughs> right. too, so. He's been on Family Ties, Different Strokes, Married with Children, Roseanne, Empty Nest, the TV miniseries, I Know My First Name is Steven, the, <laughs> the movie The Gate, and the TV movie that is on tomorrow night, parentheses, Sunday, October 22nd, Do You Know the Muffin Man? <laughs> <laughs> Which just has to be a murder or th- something. I've been working a lot lately also. When I talked to you on the phone, I think I had done a commercial oops, and one episode of the new TV series, The Outsiders. Well, I did another episode of The Outsiders, parentheses, where I met Steven. I just, <laughs> you just said that. <laughs> I just finished shooting a movie called Postcards from the Edge. Oh, my God. An extra. Right. It's with Meryl Streep, Shirley MacLaine, Gene Hackman, and Dennis Quaid. I missed a lot of school, but fuck it. Here's my phone number. <laughs> Could you give me your number again? The ink on the back of the card smeared, so I can't read it very well. <laughs> so, have you made a lot of friends? I met, I've met i met lots of people that I like. Oh, in case you watch the TV movie, do you know the Muffin Man? <laughs> <laughs> Steven Dorff plays Sandy Dollison. Yes, I did see the TV movie. No, sorry. Yes, I did see the movie Heathers. I loved that movie. I watched it seven times. <laughs> In fact, you know the girl who plays Heather Chandler? Parentheses, the one who drinks Drano? She's a friend of mine. No, it's not true. Her name is Kim Walker. She plays Cherry Valance in The Outsiders. Have you seen the movie or read the book of The Outsiders? They're both really good. Do you read or ever look at teen magazines? <laughs> pen pal of someone you've never met before from another country. Do you have teen magazines where you live? 
Well, she went to boarding school. It's an entirely different oh, world. Oh, okay. No, I'm, you're right. If you do, then you'll probably see pictures and articles about the outsiders. And you might see a picture of Stephen Dorff. <laughs> okay, so did you know, because as you pointed out, this was before the internet. Did you know all these credits? Did you ask him? Did he tell you? Did you make them up? Did you research them? How oh, I, I was... Um, I think I had re- seen them in teen teen magazines because I oh, religiously got it, read got it, those. Got it. Okay, I'm trying. That's like the only place I could have found them. Right, that makes there. sense now. That makes sense. Um, I don't know where you go to school. It might be considered uncool to read teen magazines. <laughs> it's uncool down here, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay for me because the guys <gasps> in the magazines are my friends. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Are the guys up there cute? The guys at Corona are okay, but compared to actors, they're nothing. Oh. Oh. Steven is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who stars in The Outsiders is really cute, too. His name is Jay Ferguson. He's a good... <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I am physically unable to continue reading, but I'll push through. He's a good friend of mine, also. <laughs> It's, it's getting so much worse. <laughs> it's sort of funny. All these people at Corona want to be my... F- <gasps> oh. Want to be my friend because they think... Oh! <laughs> because they think I'll be able to introduce them to their favorite stars. Like Stephen Dorff, who you may have seen in Now I'm the Muffin Man. Or have you met the Muffin Man? Being semi-famous has its privileges. Oh, no, you did not. In case you're thinking I've turned into some super snob, full of myself, selfish person, you're right. Just kidding. I'm still... Oh, you actually wrote, you're right, I'm just kidding. You're right. And then I put in all caps, just kidding. I'm still the same old Allison you know and love. I'm just a little richer. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my. It's so awful. It's so awful. I'm you were, dying. You were making up to $200 a day. <laughs> I'd make an extra. I don't even think I made that much. I feel like it was like $98. Okay, Although that's a make... featured extra. It might have been $115. Um, well, tell me. Oh, God. <laughs> well, tell me who your favorite star is. Maybe I know them. <laughs> Maybe I know him or her. Oh, wait, you really wrote that? I wrote that. Oh. How are your classes? Mine are okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. It's about to get She's like are you getting like, down. I know. <laughs> I was just going to say, are you getting a pain up your spine? Like, from embarrassment? It's my... It's... The pain is mostly focused in my eyes. Okay. Where it, there's just tears right behind. Okay. Mine are Okay. My Spanish teacher treats me very well because he wants to get his daughter into acting. Oh, my God. It's so funny. (sighs) When I told my math teacher that I was going to miss school because I was shooting a movie, he didn't believe me. He goes, a movie? Oh, sure. I'm like, I'm serious. But finally, he believed me. He's such a dork. Well, I hope you aren't asleep by now. My letters get pretty boring. Have a swell (laughs) time at school. I know I won't. Just kidding. <laughs> You're a comedian. I'm so funny. I kill myself. Um, let's see. Write back or get acne. <laughs> or get acne? Is that a thing people used to say? I, I don't Maybe. Oh, my God. Oh, Allison. Oh. Okay. Ooh. As the kids say, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> For one thing, I think we understand why you picked the girl who was in another country <laughs> to write this letter to, right? She was in boarding school in another country at this no, point? No, she was in this country, but she oh. was from another country. Right. Well, still, because you have claimed to be semi-famous. <laughs> it was, oh, I, uh, that took oh a lot of courage. God. And you have no memory of writing this. Oh, none. Or thinking I, like this. No, I have... Zero memory of being that person. Think of how many other letters like this you may have written to other it's people. It's so awful. It <laughs> That's is out a, there. Oh my! And she kept it. Why did she keep it? Because thing, you were semi-famous, I guess. Yeah. Well, no, she might have just kept her. I have my notes from high school. Oh, okay, they're not this interesting. <laughs> Funny thing is, I said to her something about like oh my god this person is unrecognized like i was trying yeah. to say to her 
this is this humiliating. Is, yeah, it, that's this was all bullshit. I mean, I didn't. I don't think I said exactly this was all bullshit, but like those people, <laughs> I was like those people were not my friends. And I think she took it to mean like they weren't my true friends. <laughs> <laughs> they were. I, they were only friends with you because you were semi-famous. Yeah, I right. think she, she. What did she say? Like you know, going from Harbor Day, like where we weren't, you know, the most popular. Like that must have been a pretty heady experience. And oh. like, no, you don't understand. Like this was all made up. This was oh. all, like I was like lying. This is all bullshit. <laughs> Oh my god! But it's like, oh. I um, hope you kept it and we'll keep it forever and ever. Well, you have the pictures. Yeah, I don't have the actual letter. I just have the pictures. Because but yes, I will. When your kids are in their teenage years and they're about to do something dumb, yeah. show them that letter. I will. You know how they oh say the internet god. is forever. Yeah, everything is forever. Evidently, apparently, paper, pen, it's and paper. Pretty is good forever. though. It's pretty good. I act when I received it. I <laughs> felt like I. It, it really. Uh, made me you know catatonic for a couple days uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but once I came out of that I was like I feel like a, a missing piece of my understanding of myself mm. just came into focus right in a way I feel like I understand a little more sort of what the effect of that weird time in my life, Mm -hmm. I feel like this was a direct outgrowth of what happened in seventh and eighth grade because I was just like being the person that I was wasn't working Uh, for me. So I'm going to try to be something that I think is going to work, which was this. You're reinventing yourself. I was reinventing myself, yes. I love that you have no recollection. But maybe it's because you were struck by lightning because we learned (laughs) that if you're struck by lightning, you can have memory loss. Really? And personality changes. Maybe that's, that's so. Maybe you today. were. Um, have you shared this with anyone in your family? I mean, your My parents sister. are okay. You did, and yeah. did your sister? Is your sister older or younger? She's than you? younger. By how much? Uh, four years. Oh, so she wouldn't remember if you were no. like this or anything. No, she didn't remember yeah. that. She was. She she was had more compassion for this young me than I did. Because I was just right. like, I know we're supposed to have the compa- have compassion for the young <laughs> versions of ourselves, but I can't stand this person. <laughs> but you but, know you, but in context, it makes sense. Yeah. You were treated like garbage for two years by right. your best friends. And then, yeah, you're like, okay, I'm going to fluff myself up a little bit right. here. I think it totally makes sense. It right. feels very wish fulfillment to me. Yeah. It's like this is a young girl who wants her life to be different than it is, and she's projecting all of her wishes into this letter of right. hope. But I also think she's delightful because she's so optimistic and happy. And like, <laughs> I wasn't as I wasn't horrified by her. I was kind of delighted by her. And she also, to me, didn't seem like she was asking a lot of questions about her friend, too. You know, she wasn't just like talking about herself the whole time. She was like, and how are you finding school? And do you have any boys that you like? You know, I mean, I have Stephen Dorff. Who do you have? (laughs) You know, (laughs) if it makes you feel better, I did find it cringy. (laughs) I did find the letter extremely cringy. It does make me feel better. (laughs) Because I can relate to it. Not the... Not the exaggerating part. The self-importance is the part that I think. I think it's that maybe, or just the like wish the the daydreamy part of like fame when you're young. That like that's an important thing, and um, yeah. Oh, it's it is. Oh God, that was fantastic. That was unbelievable. Oh my, my therapist God. thanked me. <laughs> That's amazing. Did she laugh? Did she have to suppress any laughter? I don't think I even looked at her face. I mean, it was on Zoom. Oh, but, okay. Were um, you laughing as you read it, or no? You I just... was. I was doing the making the same gestures I was making here of like yeah. wanting to like crawl up my own butthole. Allison, we can't thank you enough. This was an amazing story. It was so I good. Really appreciate you sharing something. A that you're not super comfortable with, and B that was. Let's face it, hysterical. It's the best kind of story. Yes. Our favorite kind of story. And that you haven't shared on another podcast. Yeah. I feel like we have an exclusive. We do. We have an exclusive. I'm so excited. Yeah. I didn't even, I only talked about it on my podcast. I didn't read the whole thing. Oh, wow. Wow. So you you scooped my podcast. I scooped three of your podcasts. That's that's right. That's impressive that we scooped three podcasts. I know. That's so very. Welcome. Thank my husband for not letting me tell a I do thank story him. that I have shared before. So thank oh you, Mister 
Alison Rosen. Rosen. <laughs> <laughs> he has a different last name, but when we travel, I do all the like arrangements and uh-huh. everything. So when we travel, he always gets called Mr. Rosen. Love and it. And he has learned to accept it, so I think he'll take it. I, I mean, love not, it. Not really. It makes him feel like my dad, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the price you pay. That's right. <sighs> well, <laughs> thank you so much. Honestly, it's, I kind of want. It's weird because there's a sick part of me, a narcissistic part of me that wants me that wants to go through the same thing. I want someone to send me a letter from my youth, even though it'll humiliate me. But I kind of am so curious about my own. Yeah. I mean, I have all those journals and I bet they're still at my mom's oh, house. Oh, you've got to I find I did oh, journal. Yeah. you got to get those. Find oh, those God. They're going to be horrible. Yeah. Oh, there's going to be so dep- maybe one day. Do you have any journals? I just have some from my 20s that I tried to read the first page and it was just like, my weight is currently this. Oh, wow. Today I ate this. And I'm like, oh, God, oh, I got to find you. Yeah, we no, might have to have a how to survive your past Yes. episode yes. and bring in journals Garen I, oh, I just have like short, I have poems yes. Yes. Oh, yes, oh yes 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 oh my god yes 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 one of them is called welcome to the dark side of me no <laughs> no you have to oh bring this god. 10 out of 10 no notes oh my god please you have please. opened up a can of delicious worms <laughs> we will be right back with what did we learn today Okay, welcome back to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. It's time for What We Learned Today. Lightning never striking twice likely originated in the book Thrilling Adventures of the Prisoner of the Border, which came out in 1860. Oh, that book. Yes. I would like to uh, get my hands on that and figure out what that's all about. Those Who Wish Me Dead is the Angelina Jolie Firewatch movie, which, believe it or not, has come up more than once on this show. (laughs) I mean, it's a movie I've literally never heard of, but somehow it keeps coming up. You're going to end up watching it. Want Radio Tokyo? Get struck by lightning. When thunder roars, go indoors. Mm-hmm. Father John Misty's new album is called Chloe and the Next 20th Century. Okay. Lightning can travel through anything you can put your fingers in. Just sit silent in the dark until it's over. Corded phones are dangerous. <laughs> and a fun collector's item. Brothel creepers, sometimes shortened to creepers, are a style of shoe that has thick crepe soles, often in combination with suede uppers. The style of footwear became fashionable in the years following World War II, seeing resurgences of popularity at various times since then. Brothel creepers? Were people creeping is it so they could sneak into brothels? And not make noise? I don't know. That's such a bizarre... Why did they need to be thick? If you're already in the brothel, you don't have to sneak in at that point maybe it's to sneak home from the brothel or like you're walking down the street and you want to just quickly sneak into the brothel not to gain notice but how would being on three foot three inch stilts help yeah i don't get it Mm, a lot to think about (laughs) you can touch someone who is struck by lightning keep touching they are not electrified it is not like a fence or an eel a person is just a person Lightning a person is, is just a person. A person is just a person. Lightning is good for sciencey reasons. <laughs> lightning rods divert lightning harmlessly into the ground. So that was what we learned today. I'm going to read a letter from one of our listeners. Okay. So this is great. It's from our listener, Rick Brown. He wrote in to us, Danielle, Christine, and the Garden Squirrel. Oh, I wanted to write to say that I came to the show from Never Not Funny. Thank you, Never Not Funny. Yes, thank you. And I have listened to all episodes since number one, and it is fantastic. You two have a wonderful rapport, and it is a joy to listen to. I have to say that the production is also phenomenal. Yes. So kudos to Garen, and I say that with all sincerity. I know tone can't be very can't be read very well in email, but you three are a joy, and I look forward to each episode. I have two quick stories that I've survived that I wanted to share based on past episodes. When I was a kid, maybe seven or eight, I was on a bike ride with my mom and sister. We rode past the home of a friend of my sister. The girl that lived there was in a dance class with my sister, and her and her mom saw us riding by, and they came to stop and show us some pictures they had from a recent dance recital they had. We stopped so they could look at the pictures. I, of course, had no interest, so I stayed outside and was playing with their dog. This is the last thing I remember until I woke up with (gasps) blood-soaked towel covering the left side of my face. What? Riding in the car to the hospital. Apparently, the dog that was much bigger than me, a German shepherd, decided it had enough of me, so it decided (gasps) to try and eat me. 
My mom tells me that from inside the house, they all heard a growl and then a crunching sound. When they came out, they saw my face in the dog's mouth and the rest of me laying limp. It attacked me and was chewing on my face like a chew toy. I almost lost my left eye completely, but I was rushed to the hospital and only ended up with a few cuts and puncture wounds from the teeth. I recovered completely and you couldn't tell after a few weeks. Kids, man, they can heal. I I was going to say, that guy's got to have scars from mm. that, but apparently not. Wow, good for you. I have no memory of the attack itself, just the moment before and waking up in the car with a towel over my eye. The dog had to be put down because of the attack, and they still don't know what caused the dog to attack. It wasn't rabbit or anything like that. Apparently, I look delicious. Yeah, you must have, The second story is me surviving a car crash as a police officer. I was a police officer in Chicago, and I was in my squad car filing out a police report parked on the side of the street in a legal parking spot. (laughs) Thank you, Rick. Um, That's important. I was looking down and writing, which I came to find out was the only thing that saved my life or saved me from being paralyzed like Christopher Reeves. As I was writing, all of a sudden, a car traveling 50 to 60 miles per hour is estimated, rear-ended my parked car, and scraped down the driver's side and pinned my door shut oh my god after being thrown forward i looked over to see what was what happened and saw the car up against my driver door i shouted at the woman driving are you all right and i got no response i tried to reach down to my radio and realized i couldn't move my arms so i knew something was very wrong and the base of my head and the top (gasps) of my neck hurt by this time multiple vehicles had stopped to check on us and help I was finally able to get my radio and call for help. We were both taken to the hospital, and I was told I had broken my C1 vertebrae, same injury as Christopher Reeve, and that I was lucky to be alive for starters or not to be paralyzed from the neck down, which is the second most common result of this break. I was told that the reason I was so lucky was that I did not see the other vehicle coming. So when I was hit, Uh I went loosely forward. So I didn't tense up to brace for the impact. When people brace for impact, that is when bones get displaced and that severs nerves and other tissue. I was the .001% that have that injury and I'm still able to function like a normal person and be alive still. That happened in October of 2005. I was 24 years old, and I would just gotten married in June of 2005. I almost made my wife a widow after four months of marriage. Oh I'm my God. happy to say I have fully recovered, and so did the other driver, and I've enjoyed my career as a high school PE teacher and coach <laughs> because I thought I can't fathom my wife getting another yeah. call to come to the hospital like she did that day. The other driver had dropped something on the passenger side floorboard and bent over oh. to pick it up as she was driving. And as she reached, she just took the steering wheel with her. She never saw me, so she did not slow down because there were no brake marks on the ground. <gasps> oh, my God. Anyway, that is so scary. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I'm sorry for the length of the email, but I wanted to share those two stories of survival and tell you to keep up the great work. I listen to you on Tuesdays when the episodes drop as I am running my daily seven miles, which I am just happy I am able to do. Wow. Continued success, and thank you for what you do. Rick Brown. Two great stories. Two, whole, yeah. I mean, right, because you marry a policeman or a policewoman, and you're like, oh, great, so now my whole life is waiting to get that phone call, mm-hmm. and then it's not even something in the line of duty. It's just literally a car accident. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Well, that was lucky he switched careers, or other, otherwise we may have had another uh, lightning strike dude on yeah, our hands. Yeah, right? Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much, Rick. And um, thank you to all of our listeners um, who follow us on at Pod How to Survive on all our social media. You can always uh, leave us reviews um, wherever you listen to your podcast. We love a good review and we love for you to follow us or send us any emails at podcasthowtosurvive at gmail.com. And uh, thanks again to Allison, who was a great guest. Thanks to Garen, who was a great contributor and, our, and a producer. He's the best. And uh, don't forget, until next time, remain, remain calm. calm.